Welcome everyone to Coffee Clutch with Ron and Jill. I'm Ron. And I'm Jill. Hi, Jill. How are you, my nephew? Great, my lovely aunt. (laughs) You know, this is really exciting. It is. Because this is the first episode that we're recording since we've started releasing the episodes. Yes. And we've gotten a lot of really good feedback. Really funny feedback. Yes. (laughs) All of my friends love you. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody said... I love you, Ron, but I'm Team Jill. You're a hashtag now. I am a what I don't I'm a hashtag. You're a hashtag. I'm a hashtag. <laughs> I'm a hashtag hag. I am so excited. Okay, so I have my own hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> this is very cool. I don't know what it means, but I think it's cool. You're you're what a, is my hashtag? Team Jill. Team Jill. Hashtag Team Jill. I think it should be hashtag hag. <laughs> Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag hag. The word hashtag hag. No, no, but you're not a hag. All right. So now the Twitter thing. Well, we just watched Snow White. So I kind of feel like my fine pretty. All right, well, let's get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, So today's episode, we just finished watching. We're going to discuss the first feature animated film. Of all time. Of all time. The first one, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Dwarfs. Dwarfs. With an F. Dwarfs. Not dwarves. I always thought it was dwarves that's what, with that's, a V. That's what I would assume. Right. But you know, it's funny. It was always FS until J.R.R. Tolkien came out with his books about you know lord of the rings and he used v-e-s dwarves to pluralize correct but the pluralize was always with With an f yes oh that is interesting yeah isn't that interesting so anyway so backtrack backtrack snow white and the seven dwarfs 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 dwarfs. the dwarfs the dwarfs if you're on long island you say dwarf the dwarfs well we we put in a lot of w's and (laughs) <laughs> words that don't need yes w. that's true like, like coffee, coffee. <laughs> and water we put water. Too, we too we put too many w's in water well, there's the, already it's a w the or the or the or sound baba waba yeah all right so so snow white yes well let's let's go over all right know. let's do a brief synopsis of the yes. movie for anyone who might live in a cottage in the woods and you have no idea what Snow White and the Sweven, Seven Dwarfs, the Swe- the Swe- the Swe- Swe- dwarfs. The Swevin dwarfs are about. <laughs> <laughs> you have beautiful Snow White, mm-hmm. whose wicked stepmother treats Wha- her like a scullery maid, more or less, and is so vain. The magic mirror has to tell her she's the prettiest, fairest one of all. Um, but as Snow White grows and becomes more beautiful, she becomes more beautiful than the wicked stepmother queen, who's actually possesses you know uh powers of witchcraft mm-hmm. and she can actually As you know, does. yeah well you know anyway change her form or what have you so she has snow white taken into the forest by the huntsman the huntsman uh, just can't kill snow white and, and and takes pity on her and tells her to run away and she finds a little it's not an airbnb it's a cottage <laughs> Okay, and it's filthy, by the way. And she busts into she this place. Breaks she, into the house. She cleans the place. Cleans she cooks it. them dinner with all the animals. All the animals are singing and talking and helping her clean. <laughs> um, and she proceeds to fall asleep. The dwarves, dwarfs come the home. The dwarfs come home, and basically realizing it's the princess, they let her stay because she promises she will cook for them. 
<laughs> that is the way to a man's heart. Yeah. If you let me stay here. I will cook if, for I, you. If fugitive from the highest court in the land, <laughs> I will cook for you. And she's naming all of these lovely delicacies that she could prepare for them. Apple dumplings yeah. and gooseberry pie. <laughs> so she's in. She's in. They're going to let her in. Stay. She's staying with the, the dwarfs. The queen finds out where she where she's staying. She that uh, she's alive. That she's alive. So she she uh, and comes where up, she is. So she comes up with the poison apple. Brings the uh, d- uh, disguises herself as the old hag. The hashtag hag <laughs> goes to the the dwarf's house. Gives her the apple. Feeds the apple. She eats the apple. She dies. They give her. A, she doesn't die. She doesn't die. She goes into a sleeping coma. Which after all that cooking and cleaning for seven men who are doing nothing, maybe she just needed a good night's sleep. For a year. <laughs> for a year. She's exhausted. She's freaking tired, Ron. <laughs> I know the feeling. I'm tired. Oh, my God. I need a nap. <laughs> so they they put her in a, a glass coffin. coffin. It's referred to as a coffin. Mm-hmm. Yes. This movie's very dark. Uh, yeah, but we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about And then the the Prince Charming comes in, kisses this woman who he assumes is dead. She comes to life, <laughs> sweeps her off her feet, and then they ride off into the sunset to the castle in the clouds. And then The castle in the clouds. Which, which is... Which yeah, is, which we'll is there's, so there's a lot to dissect in this movie. Yeah. So, so this movie came out in 1937. It was premiered in 1937. December 21st, 1937. December 23rd. December 21st, 1937. Oh, that's Tommy's Tommy's birthday. birthday. December 21st. And my mother was born in 1937. Your mother was born in 1937? Yeah, so this movie is going to be 83 years. Wow. This year. No, 82. 82. Yeah. Wow. So this film is as old as my mom. And I think she did see this when it first came out. How? Well, because if she was zero, she was, she was zero, but they used to like re-release movies. They used oh, to re-show okay. yeah, movies yeah, 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 yeah. back okay. then because, you know, Hollywood wasn't the machine that it right. is now. Right. Pumping out movies, you know, 20 movies a day. It used to be so many movies a year would come out and then they would recirculate right. those okay. movies. It premiered at the Carthay Circle Theater, which for Disney fans has a lot of significance. Obviously, it's the theater that held the first feature animated film ever. It is it is Walt Disney's first animated uh, film. Yes. It is also a restaurant in Disneyland. Now? The actual now. place? Well, no, not not the theater, but in, in uh, like Disneyland, a, like a they, have, they have a restaurant called the Carthay Circle. Okay. Which, when I went to Disneyland, I was fortunate enough to go Okay. In, and it is wonderful. Guess who I sat next to? Who? Oh, you're not going to know who this is. Don't tell me Weird Al, because no. we've been there. No. No. Okay. No, I uh, I walked in after Daisy Ridley, who plays Ray in the new Star Wars trilogy. Really? Yeah. I know who she is. Do you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we were walking around Disneyland, and we see the the guest relations person walking yeah. around with somebody. I'm like, oh, wait, we're in California. Who could that be? And we, holy shit, that's Daisy Ridley. Wow, that's really cool. So that was really really cool. That's stuff. really neat. So anyway, so we so have 1937. 1937, but it had a nationwide release. February 4th, 1938, the following year. Correct. Initially made about $8 million. 
the first budget was about I I believe it was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. He wanted to make the movie for two hundred and fifty thousand. They made it for like a little bit over a million. One point five. Yes. And he mortgaged his house. Yes. He made enough money on this movie to buy another house to build a studio. Oh yeah. So when you see the studio in California, mm-hmm. the columns are carved into the shape of, of the, the dwarves. Yeah. Dwarfs. Um, I'm going to say dwarves because I'm used to saying dwarves. I know. Because I, I do watch. Walt, you know. you're going to have to forgive us. I know. Forgive me. Forgive me, Forgive Walt. me, old Walt. Now think about this. This one movie and his first full-length feature, he literally was able to build this global empire mm-hmm. that is still up and running today, touching millions and millions and millions of people's lives. Yeah. This one film, this one film, is responsible for the Disney Empire. And, there, well, I mean, there were also like the silly symphonies and the Mickey cartoons, but this movie, this made the money that he could build his studio. Absolutely. You know, if it weren't for the success of this movie, mm-hmm. I don't know if there would be the Disney company as it's, we know it. It's weird for me to think of a world where Disney doesn't exist. Well, and I'm, and I'm also very biased because Disney's a very big part of my life. Yeah, since you were since you were one, I used to watch this movie repeatedly, multiple times a day, every single day when I was a child. That was my movie. And it's funny. Do you remember being frightened as a child watching it? I haven't seen this movie since I was a child. And this is terrifying. Watching it now for the first time since my children were young, which let's say 30 years ago for argument's sake. I haven't seen this movie in 30 years. And I sat down today and thinking, what if I were a kid watching this movie? This is freaking terrifying. It, the whole wood scene after the the huntsman like tells yeah, her run away, run away, yeah, which yeah. is which is very Lion King, first of all. Um, but but she's running through the forest and all these these faces in the trees and, yeah. the, and the, the log like the crocodile. Like um, it's scary. Well, it's one of the fun facts that I have about this movie yeah. is that when it was shown in Radio City Musical, little kids were so scared. They wet, they wet themselves and Radio City <laughs> had to change the seats because most of them were soaked. That's funny. That's that's pretty. We've talked about this before. Like when we were talking about like The Wizard of Oz. When I went to see it in the theater. In the theaters. And it's, yeah. like you're on this giant screen yeah. with, with this movie theater sound equipment. And, and it's, hearing the children. Yeah. Four years old sitting next to me going, it's a witch. I mean, like they were. They're they were, scared. <laughs> yeah, we take it for granted. You know, Margaret right. Hamilton. And- but this movie on a screen for Radio City Music. And that's a huge theater. So now this movie, let's say, comes out 37, yeah. really released in 38. What did kids know back then besides Aesop's Fables, Grim Fairy Tales? Because this is based oh. on Grim Fairy Tales. In 1937, there was nothing to there, compare this, this movie to. It. This was it. And this it's, movie kind of like set the bar for... And it's a high bar. And it's a pretty high freaking bar. But like like what you were saying with the kids were growing up with Aesop's Fables and Grim Fairy Tales. Yeah. 
this this is adapted and Bible from Bible stories and right, Bible stories. This is adapted from the Grimm's uh, fairy mm-hmm. tales. So this is their nightmares coming to life uh, on they, screen. But they may have heard of these stories right. before. But now they could see now it. Now they're seeing a, a, and that's a, scary. Yes. But there are some dark elements in the movie. Like when the queen tells the huntsman like go bring the princess into the forest and kill her and just so I know you're not lying bring me her heart. And hands like, of the box. Holy shit. <laughs> This is the first Disney movie. Yeah, so now I think the stepmother may have had actual issues. That's I think so. One. I think she might have just been. Now, now, what was you? You were telling me in the uh, while while we were watching. Yeah, there's there's some backstory to the queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so when she morphs into the hag right. she couldn't get the voice down she just was having a really hard time making her voice sound grovelly and, right. and according to reports she she left walked out of the studio came back a little while later and nailed it mm-hmm. and they were like all right what's the difference she took her dentures out <laughs> and that you know gave her the ability to kind of you know like play around a little more with her voice and get a little more you know right. so, so i don't i don't wear dentures but i can go grovelly if i have to so so the, <laughs> the queen and the witch were played by lucille laverne a lot of disney's animated films going forward used a lot of a1 actors and actresses doing the vocals so you'll hear people like um gladys cooper who is you know like the preeminent actress of the 30s 40s 50s you know she plays i have to look it up but i know she's in a couple of disney movies and i want to gladys cooper i want to say she's in sleeping beauty but i'm not sure anyway but before we go down this rabbit hole because that's a rabbit hole you know, there's so many rabbit holes when it comes to movies. Right. You know, it's like seven degrees of separation. Yeah, right. Or, you know, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. You know, so many. So what I was saying, the backstory yeah. of yes. the, the queen. There are parts of the story that weren't inc- included in the final film. Yes. The actual Grimm or the Grimm's story or Walt Disney's desire. I don't know because I don't okay. know. I don't know the Grimm tale. So in the Grim Tale, yeah. the witch actually tries three times. And the first time to kill Snow White. To kill Snow White. And the first time is with a bodice. Oh. And she puts it on her and basically it tries to squeeze her to death. Squeezes the air out of her. Ooh. But the dwarfs come home and cut the strings of the bodice and she's okay. Oh. Then the second implement of destruction is a comb, a poisoned hair comb. Because women used to wear combs right. in their hair to hold their hair up and back. She puts the comb in, the dwarves remove the comb, she right. comes back okay. to life. And so the last one was the poison They apple. don't know what happened. They don't know what it was because they couldn't see a physical sign. They couldn't see a bodice. They couldn't see a comb. It right. was something she had ingested. Right, okay. You know, and then what are they going to do? Stick their fingers down her throat, make it throw up, give us some Ipecaca syrup? I don't know. But so, but in this in the, in the this movie, they find her body lying next to an apple with a bite in it. So, but at that point, she's already 
I don't know. I in the Grimm story, I don't know. In the right. in, in this the movie, Disney version, you see the apple right. lying there. That scene when oh like you my. see when you see her arm drop and drop the apple. <laughs> I think I've, the I the apple rolls. I, I out. actually said, like holy shit. Like, yeah. it's, it's scary. Yeah, for kids to see this. But way back then, in the early 1900s. Did kids hear scary stories? Were they not as sensitive to stories like this? Well, no, I guess it was just as shocking if they're peeing all over the seats in Radio yeah. City. You know, I guess they well, weren't. Well, maybe it's know? one thing to hear a story, but then but it's another see. thing to see it. Yes. And you look at this movie now, and this is the one thing that I would I would like to say, especially to anyone who is younger. You're used to computerized, processed animated movies this movie is hand painted yes and drawn and it is cell gorgeous by cell and the amount of work i heard there were over one million cells wow that had to be painted because it, when you see snow white walk across the room that's not computer assisted that's you need to you need physically to draw, physically draw her across the room and then paint and he had like rows and rows and rows of people just painting the backgrounds so people because those would stay the same right and then they introduced the multiplane camera right so you could just draw the the back the background and then put that on on the on the flat surface Correct. and then you can draw like a tree and then yes. like and then when you zoom in you have the tree moving back to, yes. uh, past the camera and you can zoom in on the background and and see snow white walking across the yes. room or the birds doing whatever and, and every now and then cells individual cells mm -hmm. will come up for sale back then the yeah. the type of paint that they used yes. wasn't meant for like the longevity to like Correct. keep it in 2019 Correct. so when they go back and they look at some of the cells they're like oh my god this they're, is, deteriorating. they're deteriorating and they repaint the cells absolutely unless like the physical like cell itself is like falling apart isn't it when you watch this movie and i hope you do i hope you turn around and you watch the movie but i want everyone to just appreciate the amount of work and love that went into making this movie because this this is art in motion um in 1989 like 89, just just, just yeah. to talk about the significance of this movie um, the United States Library of Congress, they deemed the film culturally and historically and aesthetically significant. I know it had gotten an honorary Oscar. A best musical score in 1938. Okay. And then the following year, it got an it honorary. Got a, it got a special honorary Oscar. I guess Oscar. because it was um, animated and there wasn't like a best actress in it. Right. So Snow White was nominated for Best Musical Score at the Academy Awards in 38. And the next year, producer Walt Disney was awarded an honorary Oscar for the film. This award was unique, consisting of, oh, this is this is the fun part. Uh, it, it consisted of one normal sized Oscar plus seven miniature Oscar statuettes. Yes. And it was actually given to him by Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. Tell me, you know, who Shirley I know who Shirley oh, Temple thank is. Thank God. I can't say I have seen any of her work oh sure sure oh sure sure oh sure sure but like on I'm... the good ship lollipop heidi oh my you want to cry i love crying do you love crying i was crying during this movie i'm gonna tell you something you watch a shirley temple movie one of like a, like captain january yeah. i 
dare you to watch that and not bawl your eyes out. Let's do it. Oh, she's awesome. There's a clip of Shirley Temple giving the the award to Walt Disney, and she's flabbergasted. She's like, "This was like my favorite movie ever." Yes. This and this is, and then she gives him the award. You know, if you think about it, this was the first because it's it's very pretty young in movie making history, but it was really the first full length feature, I think, for children. Movies. Movies. Because because Walt Disney has been doing his, his yeah, cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had his short. And, yes, and they had And they had like Looney Tunes. Did they have Looney Tunes back then? I, uh, I don't know when they started. You know, Looney Tunes, I think, might have started around this time. I want to yeah. say late 30s, but yeah. I could be wrong. I, we, we could be wrong. And I could be wrong. And that's why we have Ron's redactions. <laughs> Ron's redactions. But again, I'm trying to teach Ron. If you say something and you say it sincerely and with authority, it could be complete and total bullcrap. <laughs> And people will still believe you because you sound so sincere when but, you but say if it's, it. But if it's wrong information, <laughs> the be, internet will tell you, <laughs> as they have oh, I in snorted. the past. That was another Angel <laughs> Stewart. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so we did. Did you do a redaction? We've done a re, we've done a couple. Is it of a redaction or a retraction? It's a retraction. Oh, a redact is I, when. Then I, oh, then gotta, I need then I need to redact the redaction. No, you got to retract your redaction. <laughs> that should have been a retraction. Oh, okay, God. a redact is when they like blank over information. Oh boy, like a redacted document is all have, blacked out. Then I've got you know, to retracting is I'm retracting that statement. I have some retractions to make. Alrighty. <laughs> Okay, so um, supposedly Walt Disney came up with the idea for Snow White when he was 15 years old because his mind, yeah, his mind was always going. Um, There was a 1934 Silly Symphony, which is a short, a a Disney short. It's called The Goddess of Spring, and it was made primarily as a test reel to see if the animators could create a convincing drawing of the human form. The prince isn't in Snow White as much because they had difficulty drawing right the male figure for whatever reason okay so lillian disney who is walt's wife yes thought this movie was going to be a total flop really yes it took almost two years to come up with the final renderings of the seven dwarves. just to like to, to figure out like, what years. they're going to look like yes just to kind of okay this is it rejected names oh these are my favorite <laughs> for the dwarfs included jaunty blabby dirty mm-hmm. gabby Biggie Wiggy, <laughs> Gaspy, Gloomy, Awful, Deefy, Hoppy Jumpy, Happy Jumpy. Hotsy. I want to see what Hotsy would have looked like. Nifty and Shifty. Hotsy sounds like yes. most of these names sound like the, the off-brand porno of Snow White <laughs> <laughs> the Seven Just call me Hotsy. <laughs> Six of the dwarfs have eyebrows modeled after Walt Disney's. Oh. Happy was the exception. His eyebrows were white. bushy. Oh, okay. Legendary voice actor Mel Blanc, right. best known as Bugs Bunny, was originally cast to be the voice of Dopey, but then Dopey was made mute instead, so they didn't use Mel Blanc. So, so I'm, I'm wondering what kind of effects, if any, that Mel Blanc did in this movie. Yeah, we have to look into it. I'm because, sure because because there's a lot of there's a lot of people who are uncredited in the movie. A lot of people, like I think some of the dwarves are actually uncredited. Yes, um, we were talking about um, the end of the movie when yeah. she wakes up. She only kisses six of the dwarves. Yeah, the one she doesn't kiss is sleepy. He now, was asleep. Well, he might have been curled up in that little nice little bed they made for her in the woods. <sighs> which why would you put a glass coffin in the woods? 
Why was it out in the open? Because they had the all elements. The, because they had the animals to protect her. <laughs> they were all singing. Were it was like singing. a little shrine. Oh my god! Shrine. I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, all right. So the voice of Snow White was actually 19-year-old Adriana Casalotti. Now, Walt Disney was very protective and he wanted to keep Snow White's voice special. So he held her to a very strict contract and she was never allowed to perform on stage or in film again. But she did sneak in to movies here and there. Uncredited. Uncredited. So like in... And Wizard I think most people know this scene too. In The Wizard of Oz, when the Tin Man is singing and you hear the voice, Where are, wherefore art thou, Romeo? That's her. That's wild. How do you sign away your life like that? I don't know. You are going to be Snow White forever. I don't and know. that's it. You cannot do anything else. I don't know if she had an agent. I don't know if she was fairly represented. I don't know. Probably not. Not in 1937. How much was she compensated? I would like to know that as well. Wouldn't that be something? Anyway, um, songwriters Frank Churchill and Larry Maury wrote 25 songs for the movie, but only eight were used. Oh, that happens a lot. Right. No, seven were used. I'm sorry. Right. No, I'm sure there are a billion songs that we have not heard from the Sherman Brothers. Oh, the Sherman Brothers. Who, who wrote Very songs popular. for everything. Um, he did uh, the music for uh, Christopher Robin. <gasps> that just came out just recently, which is now on Netflix. I know. Have you seen that? I can't watch it yet. We have to watch it. So, so one of my babies. Who is Ian, who is how old now? 37. He's going to be 37. Okay. And he, growing up, I mean, he was Christopher Robin and he had his poo. And yeah. I mean, but so, so did I. Like, so when if this it wasn't, came out. If it wasn't Snow White, it was Winnie the Pooh. We didn't get to see the movie together because um, a couple things happened. Because he's a grown ass adult he's, and he had things to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but he, we were really going together. Right. But then right. the timing of his move to Vermont with Yvette. Right. We couldn't go see it together. So they were coming down for Christmas and it had just come out on DVD. Right. And um, I bought him a copy and I wrapped it up and I gave it to him. And uh, he was like, oh, so he actually called me a couple of weeks ago and said, oh, just so you know, I did watch it. He, he did watch and it. And he loved it. So but I can't, now you're excused and you can watch it with I me now. Know, but I know. But sometimes do I want to wait for my baby to come for a visit? He didn't wait for you. <laughs> You're right. All right. So we'll watch Christopher We're going to watch Christopher Robin. Okay, that That'll sounds be... good. All right. So anyway, but this was also the first film to release an original motion picture soundtrack. Oh. Yes. And there was something to do with Disney having to buy the rights to the song track because that was usually farmed out to a recording company. So he oh. had, I think, buy the rights back to the soundtrack or something. But anyway. To me, that's like the early stages of Disney's reach. Today, they're just like, oh, we own this now. Absolutely. Like I just, I just saw Captain Marvel last night and it's set in the 90s and they have a lot of 90s songs in it. Like they have like, uh, I could like, like that. They have like TLC's Waterfalls. They have Nirvana's Come As You Are. I'm like, oh my oh, God. Oh, my kids would love that. Oh, it's good. I'm like 70s, 80s. So do you have any more fun facts? Um, It was the highest grossing film ever for exactly one year. 
and was surpassed the following year by Gone with the Wind, which you know is one of my. It's one of your favorites. Favorite I've movies. read actually. Um, I've read that. Oh, sorry, I'm laughing at that picture. <laughs> The reason why my nephew, Ron, just, he didn't have a stroke. I don't want anyone to panic. He had just a slight, I'll call it a brain fart, because I am, I'm scrolling on my iPad and a picture of Adolf Hitler I came need, up I need and to, he actually no. shut down. I shut down. We need to, no, I want to, I, I want to know that fact Okay, now. so the fact with Adolf Hitler in this movie, it became one of Hitler's favorite movie and had his own personal oh, copy that he no. would show. Oh, anyway, no. and he even drew his own sketches of. Is there like what Snow White and Dwarf propa- Nazi propaganda? Um, you know, I don't know if there's Nazi propaganda, and I don't know if any of his sketches actually survive. But it's kind of freaky. That's kind of freaky. Yeah, and I don't associate Snow White to Hitler in any way, shape, or form. Neither so do I don't I. want anyone. I don't to want get, anyone like, else to do yeah, that either. Let's not go down that road, shall we? Because Angel just doesn't Changing have the patience. The subject. We don't have the patience. Anyway, uh, I think it's a good time to take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a little yes, break. Yes, thank All right. you. All right, we'll be right back. everyone ron here with another generic plug that we could just plug into multiple episodes because we're not talking about anything specific so thanks for listening we appreciate you you're a doll and a half don't ask which half uh don't forget to like us on facebook and twitter at coffee clutch pod don't forget to tell your friends tell your mom tell your dad tell your brother tell your sister tell your dog i'm sure dogs listen to podcasts now uh, don't forget to like us and rate us and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever the hell you listen to your podcast. We appreciate you and enjoy the rest of the episode. And we're back. And he chill is laughing because I did it again. He says, we're coming out of the break. And I said, and we're back. And he shakes his head now because we were. <laughs> so now I'm laughing so hard. Yeah, because she was, she said it was such precision. And we're back. And we're and back. Then I, and because she goes from when I click the button. Yeah. <laughs> Not knowing that the technology the needs technology. to keep it, up with your aunt. It counts me in. When I click the button. What do you mean it counts you in? So, because I'm using a program that's really designed for music. Oh. And so when I when I click uh, record, it goes. And a one, three. and a two, like Lawrence Welk. Yes. <laughs> just like Lawrence Welk. I'm not that old, people. Well, I am that old. I You're do not. remember Lawrence Welk. All right. So, so we're getting close to wrapping it up. But I just, I just want to really quick ask my nephew, Ron. Yes, hey, Joe. On a scale of one to ten, where would you rate this movie? I I will say this because I wouldn't put it in my top five or my top ten. You wouldn't? No. Okay. There are other movies that I enjoy. I would say more. Yeah. Or that I have seen more frequently than Snow White. 
Okay, so now, like, are you talking like um, Toy Story? Like, yeah, so Toy Story, Aladdin, The Incredibles, okay. um, The Emperor's New Groove. Those are like those are some of my favorites. I'm I'm okay. I'm, I'm definitely miss the Lion King. Obviously, like there are a beauty, and why I'm, why do you think Snow White is lower down on that list? Is it is it the- it's their first attempt at a feature length film, and it needs to be commended for that. Right. And so it has a lot of cultural significance because of that. It yes. is a very important Disney movie. Oh, the most important. I, not the best. Because they had a long way to go to perfect what has become Disney classics. So now, like The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Aladdin, like those kinds of movies. I haven't seen this in probably 20 years. Okay. Probably more than that. Is it comparing almost an apple to an orange at this point? I think so. Because watching it today, I had like I had a couple of tears only because it's sim- similar to Christopher Robin where like Winnie the Pooh was such an, an important part of my childhood. This movie was one of the first movies that I've saw that I ever saw. And maybe I can't watch Christopher Robin right now because all of my babies aren't here in the same state with me and that is very painful christopher robin was rough i I, i'm afraid to watch it i'm not joking from when i don't like to be vulnerable oh i was vulnerable oh my poor babies i it was it was rough because i i again i go back to my childhood and I, i remember winnie the pooh Every single day, I'm watching the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, yeah. reading the books, having the toys, and like like growing up with Winnie the Pooh. It's time to say to the loop. So, so I mean, at, at this point, the movie's been out for a while, and it's on Netflix now. So I, I feel comfortable saying all this. Um, oh, you're talking about Christopher like, Robin? Yeah, but you're talking about a spoiler alert. Oh, you if you seen it. if you haven't if anyone hasn't seen it by now and you know what I deserve to be I deserve to hear so it. no I mean it's not a, it's not a huge spoiler okay um but the very beginning of the movie begins with Christopher Robin's goodbye party okay stop right there <sighs> all right I got it you got it yeah like like Toy Story three when Andy goes off to college kinda I was. A puddle. I was a ball. I was, I couldn't, because Tommy was Toy, leaving Toy for Story, college then. Yeah, yes. And Toy Story was Tommy's movie. Yes. You know? Yes. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, Christopher just, Robin, they, they're they saying goodbye to Christopher because yeah. he's going off to school. And okay. he's not he's not going to be around to play with them anymore. And Winnie the Pooh says, like, oh, like, you'll you'll come back, right? And and Christopher goes, maybe. And, <gasps> And then he doesn't. And Pooh, and you see Pooh sitting at the door waiting for Christopher and Robin to come back. All right, stop. It's, I'm going to cry now. It's so sad. I'm going to cry now. Stop, stop, stop. All right, we'll stop. But so, oh so, my God. so bringing this back to Snow White, like, like it's, oh my God, you're actually crying. I am. I'm like, God. We're going to, we're going to watch my, I miss my, I miss my babies. And I know, I know, I know they're grown adults. I do know they're grown adults, and I know how old they are, too. And I'm well aware of my age, by the way, to anyone who might want to know. Anyway, I'm very well aware, but I wouldn't consider myself an old lady. <laughs> Ugh, we're going to have to have this discussion. Anyway, anyway, but I do miss my kids. So when right. when I think of things like that remind me of them, I, I get really yeah. sad lately. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. So anyway, but, so um, so for Snow White, it this isn't one of my this isn't my top favorite Disney movie. It's fun. Uh, excuse me, I'm burping. Um, Tom, cut all of this out. Uh, <laughs> um, for for Snow White, it's not my top favorite Disney movie, but I it is a it is a very significant Disney movie for me. Okay, I, I will. You know, and it's really funny because I'm when I'm watching it. I remember watching it with my kids when I mm-hmm. when I bought the you know video cassette yeah. tape for them when it was released finally, and I knew what the movie was about but could not tell you the first time I ever saw this movie. I do not remember seeing it as a child. So was I so freaking traumatized <laughs> by the movie? <laughs> Maybe. That I blocked out all memory of even saying, I don't know if I saw it in a movie theater. I don't know if I saw it on TV. They didn't have DVDs and and video recordings then. So it had to be, it might have been on The Wonderful World of Disney, which used to be on every Sunday night at 730. And you would see either a movie or, you know, a lot of the shorts like Chip and Dale and oh my God, you know. And I remember sitting on the floor every Sunday because after, you know, you would take your shower, put on your pajamas, mom would give us dessert. We would be sitting on the floor in front of the TV, me and my uh, three sisters, and we would watch the wonderful. And my father was the one who insisted on watching really? it. Really? My dad, yeah, is a big, well, used to be very big on Disney. He used to love the shorts. Right. He used to love Chip and Dale. He also loved the Roadrunner. Oh, Looney Tunes. Uh, <laughs> so, so where is where is the cultural shift? Because back in the fifties, when, when Disneyland started coming out, and then like the Wonderful World of Disney and, and, and etc., Disney was a huge part of like of American society. Disney was, yes. Di- like when Disneyland opened, you didn't wear a t shirt and flip flops. You wore a suit. Oh, sure. Like church clothes. Like church clothes. Like your your Sunday go to meeting clothes. Yeah. Yes. And That's the way people dressed when they went out of their house. Now, airline, flying in a plane. Yeah. We had outfits that we would wear when we were flying to and flying home. This is what I'm wearing on the plane. People actually dress. When I go to the airport today and I see people in lounge pants and fuzzy slippers. Because they want to be comfortable. Oh, it takes every fiber of my being (laughs) not to get up and say, excuse me, put on your freaking pants for God's sakes. I have dress for the position you, you want. Every day I have khakis on or I have jeans on and I have a button down shirt and an undershirt and I have my nice pea coat. I'm proud of you. And I look good. Well, every time I I see you. I look good, Aunt Jill. (laughs) He's, I look damn good. He's styling and he's single. So, um, <laughs> by the way, if any there are any, you know, single ladies out there, you can always private message Aunt Jill. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Not that I believe in matchmaking, match, but I will do what I need to do. We need to get this boy married. Anyway. Married? Well. I just want. Okay. How old are you can now? We, can we hold hands first? You're, you're sitting here. With your aunt watching Disney. What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's watching this Disney. This is wholesome. Movies. I mean, it, we're very wholesome, but we need to find you a girl. I do. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, anyway. And he's very talented and he sings. And he anyway. Has... <laughs> it's like, now, now I'm on the podcast with my mother. He, my no, okay. Lovely. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. 
No one contact me about my <laughs> nephew, Ron, who's available. Wink, wink. Don't! <laughs> I think that's enough. I think I right. think we did good. Do so we want, um... so, we, so uh, last time we got together, we started talking about... Um, like that there's a trend on social media, like describe this movie poorly. Oh, you were telling me about yeah, this. So so a couple of them were like a cult kidnaps a boy to marry a politician who is way older than he is. Right. That was Star Wars. Right, Star Wars. And right. uh like uh there was um uh, the fugitive on the run runs through the woods to escape, and that was E. T. E. T. Yeah. So so how how would you Describe this movie poorly. I, I can't. Who's it with? Start sleeping around with a lot of little men. I don't know. Something like that. I, I, I got like woman finds Airbnb and has <laughs> seven roommates or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something crazy yeah. like so. So, if you have, if you would like to describe this movie poorly, listener. Yeah. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and you can share your bad movie description with us there you know yeah and you know what how about if people comment on facebook under this thread with a with a how about we put them in a drawing for like i don't know some kind of merch oh even better the best bad movie description gets like a mug or something let's give them a coffee clutch with ron and jill oh my god let's do it do we even have merch I don't know, because this is like episode 10, and we just released this episode be, two, this like, be yes, epi- today. This will be episode nine, and yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so- we've got merch. This is our first episode just dropped, yeah. right, when we're recording this. Yeah. Every single one of the kids called. That's good. And they loved it. That's really good. They lo- Even the tough one. The tough one. Yeah, and I'm, I'll never say who the tough one is. I know who the tough one is. Loved it. He's my toughy tough. <laughs> my little toughy tough. <laughs> anyway, but uh, should we have Siri pick our next movie? We should. We okay. shall. At this point in the podcast, we have if Siri. If you don't know by this point, well, we don't we know. We got to freaking talk. If we're people who like maybe find us for the first time and they're like, oh, let me just That's listen true. to the most recent episode. That's you true. You can't yell at them. You're right. I apologize. They don't know. You don't so know sorry. their situation. All right, don't. You can't assume. <laughs> you know what happens when you assume. <laughs> I, I'm sorry for assuming. You might not realize this, but we do have Siri. So we have Siri pick a number between 1 and 100 and whatever number number Siri picks we pick that movie off of the AFI top 100 list the 10th anniversary edition there are two editions for the the list so we are going off of the 10th anniversary edition so every time we release or we announce what movie we will be talking about next episode we encourage you all to maybe re-watch that movie if you haven't seen it in a while or just watch it because it's one of the greatest movies of all time according to the afi top 100 list uh and then you can join in on the conversation either on facebook or twitter um if you have any comments or questions you can always email us at coffeeclutchpod at gmail.com we both have access to the email account you have you have access to the email account? i do okay good so we both have access to the email account so if you have any questions or comments that you would like to give us bad or good hopefully yes. good but give us the bad ones i'm <laughs> i'm ready I'm and Angel's gonna cry no i'm kidding bring him on bring it bring on him. baby yeah. no <laughs> 
Not everyone's going to love us. The podcast. I think. I think so. I. I think at really least. Gonna... I think at least ninety nine percent of people will like us. Okay, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. I just took a sip of coffee. I'm sorry. Let's Good find man. out what we're going to watch. Okay, next so week. and we're going to play a little game with it too. Yeah. You, yeah. You're going to give me the number, uh-huh. and then I'm going to, if I know the movie, I'll give you a line from the movie and see if you could guess. Oh, that's a that good. Sound? That's good. I like right. that. I like that. Hopefully okay. I know the movie. Let's find out. Siri, pick a number between one and one hundred. The answer is eighty-four. Eighty-four. What is movie eighty-four? Okay, I know the movie. Okay. I've seen the movie. Yeah. I don't know one line from the movie. Okay. It's a rough movie. It's oh boy. Well, okay. When I say rough, it's completely different from anything you have ever seen. I can almost guarantee it. Okay. It stars Jack Nicholson. Oh. Dennis Hopper. Okay. Motorcycles are involved. Motorcycles are involved? Yeah. Great music. Music? Yeah. Easy Rider. Easy Rider? Easy Rider. Is that the name of the movie? That's the name of the movie. <laughs> Easy Rider. No, Easy Rider is the name okay. of the actual movie. Okay. You're going you're gonna to like it. You, uh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Strange, I'm excited. Strange trip, man. We're about to take a very strange trip. This is this is a weird trip going from Snow White to Easy Rider. To Easy Rider, which is kind of good. You know, you don't want to get stuck like in one genre. And yeah. God knows we're not. No, okay, no. So. I like going from like because we've done we've done the dramas, we've done the comedies, we've done. Have we done a musical yet? I guess technically no, we one. haven't. Oh, and that reminded me, I wanted to talk to you about something about musicals, but it's okay. We can talk no, next a, time. No, we'll talk about it next time. Okay. Okay. We're going to talk about it next time. All right. Good, good, good. Um, but Easy Rider, 1969. 1969. Yeah. Great year. Great year. Crazy year. Crazy year. What was year. going on in the country and everything else. And this, this is one hell of a movie. Yeah, man. All right. So, Perfect. Ron, Jill, I love you. I love you very much. I love you more. I love you the most. Bye. Bye, everyone. Coffee Clutch with Ron and Jill was recorded live in front of Uncle Tom in Aunt Jill's kitchen. Remember, there's always coffee on at Aunt Jill's. Starring Ron Gross and Jill Gross. Edited by Tom DeMichael. Logo by Seth Glicksman. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Coffee Clutch Pod. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts.